coming up next on the Wet Fly Swing Podcast. You know, if you're thinking about doing these trips, whether it's for Steelhead, Kings, Golden Dorado, Permit, Tarpon, go do it now. You know, it may not be here. You know, so just take advantage of what you're able to do and don't think, oh, I'll do it next year, I'll do it next year. Go do it now. Is it, you know, who knows? Who knows what could happen up here? We could just be a few years behind the lower Pacific Northwest, which I truly hope not. Uh, but all the more reason to, to get out and, and have these experiences before they're gone. That was Adam Cuthbert with another great reminder that life is short and the time is now to jump on that next big trip. Alaska Week continues with our Alaska trip summary with three of my good buds. We're digging into it today on The Swing. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We are in full swing today with Alaska Week, and the Alaska trip giveaway is going strong right now. You can head over to wetflyswing.com giveaway right now. We'll have a link in the show notes as well, where you get a chance to win this trip that we're going to talk about today on the episode on the show here today. And, and all the gear, fly rods, reels, uh, packs, flies. Uh, we got a power pack punch. Go over to wetflyswing.com slash giveaway and join that right now. Adam Cuthrow and Nick Torres are on the podcast today to break down the big Alaska trip we put together last month. We find out what it was like for a six foot five inch guy to squeeze into a tiny helicopter and fly and land on a remote gravel bar. We hear uh, Nick's side of it uh, today. We get a feel for what a multi-day remote Alaska trip feels like and uh, and what's got Nick fired up for uh, upcoming gear uh, that uh, Waterworks Lampson has this year. We're going to dig into a little bit on the gear, a lot on the trip, and a bunch of good stuff. Plus, we find out if it's actually possible to get tired of catching salmon on a fly. So without further ado, here we go. Adam Cuthrow from Fishhound Expeditions and Nick Torres from Waterworks Lampson. How's it going, guys? Doing good, boys. Good. Glad to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Awesome trip we had out there with the two of you guys. Yeah, it's good to, uh, good to talk to you guys. Yeah, we're circling back here after, um, I can't remember, yeah, it's been a few weeks now from the trip up to uh, up north to Alaska. We had an amazing trip that uh, had some fun stories in it. We're going to dig into some of that and just talk about the trip in general so people understand we're doing a, a giveaway right now to win a spot for one of these trips up there. So we're going to talk about kind of our experiences, both from Adam, your end as the outfitter, and Nick from your end as kind of up on the trip. And we're going to dig into a little bit on kind of lamps in and some of the, the gear we use as well. But uh, let, let's take it back. Let's just start off first. Give us an update for those that didn't hear those past episodes we've done with you guys. Uh, Adam, who you are? and uh, and how you're connected here to this trip yeah so uh, i'm adam as you said there and i own a guide service named fishhound expeditions uh, we operate all across alaska we do day trips we do multi-day trips uh, like uh, we did here with dave and torres all across alaska here in south central western ak and out in kodiak island as well so we do all things fly fishing up here for everything that swims nice well freshwater yeah, freshwater. That's right. And uh, and Nick, how about you? What's your what's your connection to the the trip? And to talk about what you do for uh, for work. Sure. Yeah. So I am the community manager here at Waterworks Lampson. Um, so I manage our pro program, the social media marketing. Um, you know, go around and do all the trade shows and stuff like that. 
and uh, came up on the trip with you, Dave, uh, after you put this thing together and, um, you know, you were needing some, some gear to take up there. And so that's kind of where I came in. Um, I also do a little photography here and there, so got to do some of that. And uh, yeah, thanks again for, for the invite. Had an amazing time. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was cool to hang out, you know, with everybody. And we had a little some bonus days where we hung out in Telkeetna and, uh, and yeah. have, have, have some good stories for that. You almost you almost won a poker tournament, uh, which was pretty uh, pretty funny <laughs> that we could maybe hit on. But uh, but let's go back. So Adam, uh, you were on the episode a couple times or on the podcast a couple times here. Episode three twenty four. We went in depth to a lot of this that we might not touch on today. Uh, and then Nick, you were on way back in two thirteen, where we talked about some of the stuff you have going at Lampson Waterworks Lampson, and then also we had you on for that Belize trip. So we got some content there in the past, but let, let's jump in with Adam first. You just from your perspective um, on the trip, if you could describe it. Somebody's listening now, maybe they don't know what to expect from Alaska. Talk about this trip because we did have a little bit of high water, which was interesting. We had to switch things up and things like that. But talk about how the trip went together for you, and just give us some insight on what people can expect. Yeah. So as you guys saw, it is Alaska weather can definitely be uh, temperamental um, as a whole. In all the years that I've been in business, this was definitely the toughest season as far as the amount of rain that we had. And on my side, just the logistics and shuffling from changing dates, changing rivers uh, was was full on this year, not just for our trip, but for a lot of the trips and with the, the curveballs that we were dealt, uh, every single one of our trips with the exception of one got out. So out of 73 multi-day trips booked, uh, 72 got out. So wow. with the amount of weather that we had, it was pretty good. Uh, considering the odds and having river go to flood stage, not just once, not just twice, not just three times, but five times. Uh, so that was uh, tough as a whole for outfitting, but like I said, 72 out of 73 were made it out and pretty much everyone was stoked and like lots of trips that we had, uh, like with your, with ours, mm-hmm. you know, just like, Hey, this is what's going on. I have all these flights booked as backup for plan A, B, C, D, E. And then just looking at the different weather models and working with the pilots and, you know, deciphering the different weather models, we picked a date and it ended up working out pretty damn perfect for our trip. I would say so. Wouldn't you boys? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that, that first day the water was high and off color, uh, but we still managed to to slap some nice fish around. And then after that, it was just gates of heaven open, Northern lights, big fish. It was, uh, yeah, worked out very well. I had a great time out there with you guys and uh, appreciate you guys. So lucky with that weather. (laughs) Yeah. Like I thought we were just going to be getting dumped on the whole time and, got up and blue skies, you know, for that first day of the flow, we got to see the, the Northern lights and the stuff. I mean, yeah, it was just, we got super yeah. lucky. That was yeah. awesome. And we actually got a bonus day cause we switched the, the flight around a little bit. So we had Will, one of your guides uh, took us out on another river, which we kind of drove to. And I actually got, I think my largest fish on that trip, uh, you know, down on, on one of those local rivers. And I know that that's a good one. So we kind of had a bonus day and then we got uh, rigged up and then we dropped in the helicopter, right? That was a exciting time flying in. Um, you know, I hadn't really done that before onto a gravel bar. So I think overall, yeah, we made, you know, some higher water, we made it work and, you know, had some great campfires and just had that, you know, like we did that experience with us five out there, right? Because we had cam yep. also was on the trip taking photos. Um, 
so Nick, give us a perspective. We're we're gonna dig more into this, but from your end, you know, looking at the trip, it was it started off like we were we didn't know if it was gonna happen. It came together once we were on the river floating. Talk about you know your perspective, and and you could throw in some of the the uh, the highlights of some of the other stuff we did too, if you want as well. Yeah, sure. Um, well, it was just yeah, it was great going from almost 100 degree weather in Boise, Idaho in mid-September, which was kind of unusual for us to, you know, full on fall foliage up in Alaska like in one day. And uh, I mean, the helicopter ride, that was my first time, you know, hopping in a chopper to go to go fishing. Um, <laughs> and that was that was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, just getting to see everything from that perspective. You know, it was really yeah. cool. I'm a really big guy, so I was a little bit like, is this thing going to hold me up? But uh, Yeah, <laughs> I was no going to say, what was that like? Because you are a big guy. You're like, uh, what, a 6'5", right, or whatever. How, how was that? Yeah. Because it was a tiny chopper. Did you you fit in there snugly? Yeah, I was squeezed in a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, just coming in, getting dropped right on the river, getting all the gear together and the boats, and just, you know, being in it, you know? In yeah. the thick of it, out in the bush in Alaska, it yeah. was a pretty, pretty cool experience. Was that your first uh, river trip like that where we had like multi-day, I think it was, what was it, four days, right? Yeah, well, as far as like picking up camp and moving camp every night and stuff, it actually was. Yeah, I haven't done a ton of uh, multi-day floats. You know, I've done a lot of like floating the same stretch of the river for multiple days, and but camping in the same spot and, and stuff like that for steelhead in idaho and um so that was great too it kind of felt like i was back on trail crew days you know working for the forest service and picking up camp every night and moving and um just getting to see so much awesome country uh yeah yeah i loved it yeah definitely and and adam from your end i mean that was the cool thing about these trips and i've done some of these i've been on your end of it right kind of doing the the guided trips. I know it's a lot of work, but you know, we woke up breakfast, you know, lunch, dinner. I mean, you're got, you guys were taking care of everything. It, it, you know, I was amazing. Right. Talk about that from your end of this perspective. Like what's that? Um, I know that's a lot of work, but, uh, do you guys see, you know, when you see us on the river enjoying it, do you, do you understand how much we appreciate that? All that work you guys did out there? Oh yeah, man. I mean, on all these trips, it is, uh, a lot of work and, you know, being from an outfitting point of view, like you commenting on the, the good food, you know, there are things that I can't control. I can't control the weather. I can't control fishing, but I can't control having good gear, good hot food, beer, you know, so in, on my end, you know, if I can control the things I can control, it does make the experience better for everyone. And you definitely see that, you know, like when we bust out the grill and they're doing bacon cheeseburgers for lunch, people are like, holy shit, hot food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, We're out absolutely. here 80 to 90 days a year. We don't want to just eat dehydrated, freeze dried, you know, stuff. So, you know, we try to control the things that we can do. And as being a, a guide, you know, when clients, guests do point that out, it does make us feel good that they do see all the hard work and appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys worked your asses off for us, and and really, you had it down like a well-oiled machine. Um, the three of you guys, <laughs> especially working together, it was uh, made it look easy, even though we uh, we know it isn't. Yeah, uh, we appreciate that. And, you know, Will and Cam, Will's my head guide, and Cam's one of my senior staff. And these boys are out there so much every day, grinding. You know, it's just this is life. This is what we do. We absolutely love it, and we love being able to share it with good folks like you guys and 
you know, like, as you say, Nick, you know, really getting folks out into the bush and off the beaten path is, uh, it's a cool experience to see that from a guide's point of view when people are just blown away and, you know, like on our trip with the fall colors and Northern lights, just all that together, just, you know, watching people just being totally blown away, you know, for us who are out there every day, it doesn't get blase it's more intense because we just it just grows every time out there the love for it and the appreciation of it that is cool and i remember too towards the end of our trip the whitewater that was a little bonus we were all thinking about <laughs> like going going into the canyon and it was you know definitely i mean it was higher water but i mean those rapids were um, pretty impressive right i mean when you go through that section is it does it always feel like it's always changing a little bit or do you guys have that like totally dialed every time well, you know, all of us have been whitewater guides before this. And anyone who's been a whitewater guide knows that, yes, you're good at what you do. But if you don't respect uh, everything and pucker a little bit, you're going to get tossed. So, no, we all going into that. As you guys saw, we all pour out a little bit of bourbon before we enter the canyon, saying thanks to the river gods to get us through. So now every time we go through there, whether it's low water or high water, you know, there's there's rapids in there that keep the majority of people out of right. that uh, particular river that we will leave unnamed for now. Yeah. Uh, but that's what keeps a lot of the people out because it is full on. Yep. It is falling and it's draining kind of off. I mean, that's the cool thing. This is set, you know, where it is at the base of essentially Denali, right? The the tallest yep. mountain in North America. And another just addition to the trip is that you're flying into this place, which is on the banks of the Susitna River. And, uh, and it's just, impre- you know, you're, you're kind of awestruck. We luckily, Nick, I mean, how amazing was that? Our first morning after it had rained, how many days Adam could explain? And then we have a clear shot of, of the mountains. What'd that feel like for you, Nick? Uh, it was just... You know, poured my morning coffee and uh, walked out back door of the hotel to go have a smoke and, and check out the river. And, and it was just like, bam, like right in your face. Just, you know, sky opened up, sun's coming over the mountains, lit up. Yeah, yeah it was impressive. You know, living up here, seeing it so much, every time you see it, you know, it, it's so big. And we're so low and you're looking up at this massive mountain. It just look, looks fake almost like it should be in a Lord of the Rings movie. It's just like, holy, <laughs> that is a big mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's draining. I mean, all these rivers, I mean, the rivers we floated on, everything's coming out. And, and right now, what's it like, uh, you know, Adam, for you guys. So we were up there a few weeks ago, but the winter comes quick up there. Are you guys already kind of, is that locking down things, getting ready for a, a cold, uh, you know, the shutdown sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, we actually wrapped up our season in South Central uh, on the 30th of September, and we just uh, finished up all of our uh, steelhead stuff out on Kodiak. And yeah, it snowed last night, actually. Winter's, winter's here, man. I can't wait to get back out uh, on the snow pony and sliding on my board with my kid. Nice, nice. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of the important things on the trip. I wanted to touch on the uh, the the species that we hit and some of the and some of the beers. We also had some beers on the trip, right? Which was one or uh, two, <laughs> which made it fun. But uh, Nick, let's talk about that from your perspective. We you caught a couple of fish. I don't think you've caught before, so talk about uh, some of those fish. Yeah, yeah, I got to cross a couple off. Um, grayling was one that I hadn't caught before. Uh, coho, another one. Um, yeah, the finding those silvers kind of right where Adam said they were going to be, of course, um, yeah. was really cool and getting to kind of kind of sight fish to them there in that in that froggy water, um, watching how aggressive they react to those pink streamers, those pink dollies, like that was that was definitely a highlight. Um, and yeah, I mean I, that's kind of you know 
what I get into, I kind of nerd out on, on catching different species on the fly. It's one of the things I enjoy because it takes me to so many different places. Um, anytime I can do that, you know, I'm just having a blast. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And what about the, uh, the, the dollies there, the dolly varmints? Dollies. Yeah. Yeah. So I've caught, I've caught like their cousins, I guess the sea run dollies down in, in the OP, um, or up on the OP, I should say oh, Okay. for us down here, uh, yep. the Olympic peninsula there, like in the whole river and I think got one out of the queets too, but, um, but these were a different animal altogether, right? Like these, yep. these fish are just gorging themselves all day on these high protein eggs that are everywhere. Um, and they're just fat and healthy and, and chromed out it. Yeah, that was, that was definitely, I mean, probably one of my favorite fish, if not my favorite fish from the trip was that, was that super chunky yeah. dolly Adam that you, you scooped out of the river for me. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, cool. dude, that was, that was a memorable fish for sure. I'd say that one and then the one right when we were coming into camp, that big bow that oh, yeah. just lit yeah. you up and went across yeah. and then came back and then Will just scooped that thing out of seemed like nowhere. And that yep. net just full bellied over with a eight pound rainbow. That was, that was pretty awesome. And then another one, one of the of my better fit. net jobs I've seen in my oh, day. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was that Will was the MVP on that one for sure. Yeah. If, if he hadn't gotten that fish right at that second and it and it got out there in that current there was a high likelihood that we weren't going to bring that yep. one to hand. <laughs> yep. Boom. Later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. I think one of my favorite, you know, I always like hearing people say like, this is the biggest rainbow I've ever caught in my life. But Dave with you, man, like, yeah, these fish fight like steelhead. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say that's, that's one of my biggest memories is that some of the, the rainbows we caught, you know, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, they are tough. Not only are they tough, they fight like a steelhead, but they're tough to even like once you get them in into the net, you know, I mean, they just don't want to be touched. You know, they're yep. just like, they're super aggressive. And so it did remind me a lot of a steelhead. And, uh, and it was just in that. And like you said, on that trip, we, and then I landed one right behind Nick at that same spot, which wasn't quite yep, as big, right. but it was a nice one. And then that night we actually camped right there, had a campfire on that gravel bar. And it was pretty, <laughs> one of those nights, right? That was, I don't remember what night that was, but we had a good time. That was, yeah. We had a couple of pretty epic nights on that trip. <laughs> yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. I think for me, that's, I mean, what I appreciate most is that, like you said, Adam, the fishing's the fishing, you know, the conditions change, but I mean, the trip itself, you know, just sitting there in the gravel bar, you know, having the Northern lights on that one night and then sitting there and, and kind of just hanging out and looking for wood in the, you know what I mean? On the, you guys crossed that one time in the raft to go get wood for us and stuff. It was just, you know, it was just a cool experience to hang out with you and your crew. And I think that Nick, I'm sure feels the same way, just appreciates what you guys put together there. Absolutely. So cool. Well, I wanted to just touch on a couple of things. If somebody, again, going back to somebody's listening and they're thinking about Alaska, you know, what should they be thinking about getting ready for this? And maybe just hit on a couple tips here. Nick, from your perspective, you did this thing, you know, we were up there. What would you tell somebody if they're coming up to Alaska for the first time? What sort of advice would you give them? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, Adam and, and the guys were great about having everything we needed for the most part, you know, especially as far as tackle and flies um all that's concerned um you know clothing is always a big mm -hmm. one the the wool base layers are definitely clutch up there anything wool basically if you're gonna yep. if you're gonna be going for a couple of days and you only got a couple changes of clothes wool is always a, a good uh 
good way to go. Keeps you warm even when it's wet. Um, and uh, yeah, just some good gear, some good rods and reels. And you know, these guys got you covered for the most yeah. part. It was it was pretty amazing. You know, being able to just kind of show up with our rods and reels and have everything covered as far as you know meals and everything else. So yeah, yeah. yeah just just be prepared to to get wet you know you're going to be rafting it's probably going to rain at some point um but uh if you're like me i love fishing in the rain so mm. it's one of my favorite things as long as it's not windy um mm-hmm. i love it so yeah that's right that, that was the that one morning we woke up after we did have some clear nights and then we had a little bit of rain and it was nice to put on even though the some of the stuff was damp it was wool and you're like okay i'm, I'm still warm even though it's a little wet out exactly there. yeah and it felt yep. good Right on. That's that's a good tip for sure. Uh, how about you, Adam? So again, you know, I know we've talked about this, like I said, episode 324 and some of the stuff we've done in the past, but what would be a one tip for somebody coming up just preparing? Uh, what would you tell them? Uh, as far as gear goes, good rain jacket, good rain jacket, good rain jacket. But other than yeah. that, just yeah. be, you know, it's Alaska. Be prepared for weather delays, you know, just because you get a trip like this you're paying for the chance for a trip and sometimes weather and mother nature don't cooperate just kind of you know be prepared for that it's you know it's like booking a ski vacation and planning on it being a powder day every day like Mm. sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't happen you just gotta prepare yourself for that but for to gear like you guys are saying you know wool is the best base layers socks all that just you know just come prepared you know look at the lists I give you and actually read the list that I give you and show mm-hmm. up with that stuff. And it'll just make a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, what's the, we talked about a few species, the rainbow dollies, uh, coho. What are some of the other fish that we left out that maybe weren't, uh, or maybe were there that we didn't get, or there are there in different times of the year? No, you guys, well, there are other salmon, you know, the Kings are present earlier in the season um, and then after that, we got pinks and then chums. Chum salmon are one of the most underrated sport fish, in my opinion. They're huge. They're aggressive. I mean, you guys saw the, the zombies that were left of the chums. And, you know, if you're catching those things when they're fresh, they're a lot of fun. So, so underestimated as far as a sport fish for, for targeting on the fly. Uh, but again, uh, just like the Arctic grayling, I mean, they don't fight as hard as the other species, but like that big buck that you caught Torres with that huge yeah. dorsal fan. I mean, they're just the most beautiful fish up here, in my opinion. I mean, rainbows are gorgeous and those, they're the prize, but mm-hmm. you know, just seeing those big grayling, I mean, 17 inch grayling is huge for a grayling and that dorsal fan that's six inches tall is ugh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And we were pretty much talking a little bit about the fishing because we were, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, we fished a lot of the the beads and stuff like that. Talk about that a little bit, uh, Adam, on how we were, how it was in, in relation to, you know, other times or other conditions on the fishing. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, fall, my two favorite times of year to be up fishing in Alaska for trout are early season and late season. You know, when you guys were here, it was late season. So all the fish are super fat. They're eating the salmon eggs. So you're fishing a bobber rig with a bead and a peg. So watching a bobber go down, I absolutely love because they're so fat and it's everywhere. Uh, But early season uh, before the salmon get in, you know, the trout, their primary food source is shrews and voles. So you're fishing a mouse pattern on the surface all day long. 
and watching a two foot trout eat a small mammal on the surface is a thing of beauty. So that's why I love early season You're skating mice on the surface. And then down on the lower river, you're able to swing for Kings, which is awesome and experience that I hope everyone can get out and enjoy before uh, they're all gone in the ocean. Um, so that's my two favorite things. And then as it kind of transitions, you know, once the salmon get in there, um, before the eggs and the flesh are super thick, we're throwing a lot of streamers, you know, cast them to the bank, stripping them in kind of like in the lower 48, but then up here, because there's so much structure, I mean, we call them leopard rainbows because they got spots all over them, but also because of the way they hunt, they'll be hung up in all that timber and you just downhang your streamer and it's just working back and forth and that current and the water's crystal clear. So you just see this trout just lunge out and attack this streamer that you're dangling in front of this on these log jams. And it's so cool because these fish don't get fished that much and they'll hit that streamer and they will be on. They will literally have tasted metal and they're on and then it comes up and that streamer's still dangling there. And they come up and they hit it again, hit it again until you finally seal the deal uh, is a pretty cool way to fish. And then, you know, right after streamer fishing, that's when all the eggs start laying. And that's when we switch over to, you know, nymph rigs with beads and flesh. And you can still work if the water had been lower uh, when you guys were here, you can still get a trout uh, to eat a, a mouse pattern in the fall. But this, this yeah. last year, the water was just so was high. Too high. They're, they're down deep. Yeah. Uh, whereas in most years in the fall, the water level is lower. And some of those smaller side uh, you know, sloughs and streams, you can get them to hit a mouse. But like I said, this year, the water was just so damn high. That was it. It was just a, yeah, it was a high water year, like you said. And, and so for those people listening that maybe, you know, are looking ahead, that that is a couple things, you know, the, the, the early season, early summer, July, where you get a chance really to go hard for the, some of the, the surface stuff. And then also, like you talked about earlier, the steelhead, you also have the Kodiak program. So that's another huge thing that people can connect with. And I think we're going to, we're going to have to stay yeah, in touch I'm with you too. Yeah, I'm going to be back for that one for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nick, Nick, you can talk because you're coming. I mean, obviously we both live in steelhead areas. The steelhead runs down in the lower 48 have been down for a few years and they're starting to come back a little bit. But Nick, you're, you're due, right? You're due for some steelhead action, right? Oh man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Been, I'm on a I'm on a pretty long drought right now, but I also just don't get the time that I used to. You know, I yep. got with the two little kids and work and you know, I don't have the two weeks to go up and spend on the rond or the clear water or the salmon and just really devote time to it like I used to, but it'll happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have faith. That's the steelheader way. You just gotta keep open. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You got to, you got to be positive. But, but yeah. it sounds like you don't really have that problem up, up North there. Do you, Adam? It's, it's more of a, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're fishing rather than casting, right? Yeah. We're, we're very fortunate up here. You know, I have a couple different reasons in my head being a fishing guide, why our runs are still, uh, doing good. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing steelhead season on the one trip I guided. We landed, <laughs> Uh, well over this is just as i say this talking with you boys and how it was when i started steelhead fishing in the lower northwest you know if you got one or two uh you know on a handful of day trip you were a stud um we landed over a hundred on my trip and uh before uh meeting with you guys i was reading an email from uh one of our guests who was out on one of our trips and talking about the food and everything and walking down he's like i landed 28 steelhead in one run Jeez. in the morning Damn. that's ridiculous that's a that's pretty nuts it's a very yeah. specific number he yeah. had he counted each day 
and told me how many he landed each day, both swinging and beating is just uh, nuts. The, the volume that we still have, and you know, not to sound like a, a salesman, but this goes for Kings. This goes for steelhead. If anyone out there is thinking of doing this trip, whether it's in Alaska, lower 48, wherever, do it now. They may not be here. You know, it could be like the OP where they're going to shut it down. And that could be what happens to Alaska in a few years. You know, if you're thinking about doing these trips, whether it's for Steelhead, Kings, Golden Dorado, Permit, Tarpon, go do it now. You know, it may not be here. You know, so just take advantage of what you're able to do and don't think, oh, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. Go do it now. You know, who knows? Who knows what could happen up here? We could just be a few years behind the lower Pacific Northwest, which I truly hope not. No. Uh, but all yep. the more reason to to get out and, and have these experiences before they're gone. Yep. Yeah, that's a good reminder. And I just wanted a good, good chance to highlight the Susitna River Coalition, one of our sponsors on this trip. Uh, they, they're a good – well, and Adam, you connected me with them. And Margaret, that, that episode actually just um, – went live or, you know, in, in the future, you talked to my future self, but that was two days ago. So we, people can listen to that episode as well and listen to some of the issues that they are dealing with up there. And, um, it sounds like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff going on, but I think the important thing is for people to get involved and hopefully some folks will, uh, listening, you know, as part of this giveaway we have going as well this week. A hundred percent. That's the thing that I've been so thankful with working with you. And I mean, fishing with you guys was a blast, but just getting this out there there are a lot of fights up here that the lower 48 is not aware of and by people listening paying attention giving their two cents to their elected officials can help us and will make a difference because if people are quiet and don't know this big money is just gonna rape and pillage alaska and it won't be here so i thank you so much dave for reaching out to margaret and the you know, the coalition, because we are, there are a lot of folks up here fighting the good fight, but if we could get folks from the lower 48 to help address these issues would be super beneficial for everyone. So that way my daughter and Torres's daughters can come up here in 20 years and still be able to have yep. these same experiences that we had. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. why I that's one of the cool things about this is that we're, we got this giveaway, but behind it is that, yeah, is that message. And I think Costa, you know, one of the sponsors on this, they, you know, that was a, a big thing, you know, for them too, is, and I'm actually, we're hooking up with them to do some, some of this as well, to talk about some of the other issues around. So, so cool. Well, uh, Nick, I want to turn this a little bit back to you because we haven't talked much about gear. And of course I love the gear stuff. So talk about, you brought up a bag full, I mean, literally a suitcase full of gear and stuff was piling <laughs> out, but talk about what we used up there because you guys have, you got your reels, which are still, I think probably the lightest out there on the market, but you also have a line of raws. Talk about the gear we used up there. Yeah. Yeah. We really got to put the gear through the paces. So we were, uh, we we're fishing our velocity rods, uh, varying in seven eight weights um which you really needed for a lot of those rainbow trout down there um as well as the cobalt rods in the larger sizes eight nines um for those coho and uh some of the other spots um brought up a lot of different reels we were fishing everything from the guru to the Lightspeed f um even had a couple of those new center fire reels that we're going to be launching mm. here in a couple of weeks those uh, are so sexy for those yeah thanks man yeah i was i was really glad to be able to get those out and uh kind of put them to work so that was really cool um yeah had some catch and release tools to get those hooks out quick mm-hmm. and um that was really nice and 
And uh, I was just, yeah, obviously happy with how everything held up and performed. Um, feel like we all, uh, you know, put them to the metal and, and gave them what for as far as the fishing <laughs> down there. And <laughs> yeah. Those fish can, uh, can put a bend in your rod for sure. Yeah. So that was cool. That's right. I think we were using, uh, well, we had, yeah, we had all the weights up there, but, uh, the seven weights seem to be a good all around rod. Was, was that the one, Adam, when you talk about people, do they typically bring their own gear up there and you recommend kind of a six, seven, eight weight, that sort of range? Yeah, definitely. You know, we do provide gear at no additional cost for folks, but yeah, on these trips that are these fly out trips, most guests come up with their own gear. Um, you know, that's you have what you use and you use it a lot and you're used to it or you're a gear geek like us and you go out and you buy something that you won't use for other than for this trip just to add it to the quiver um but i just want to talk about uh torres's gear man that mm-hmm. velocity rod is awesome and you're talking about as far as cork and fish i mean i was i was trying to break that thing and that <laughs> rod is just awesome and paired up with that light speed and you know being a gear geek that rail system that you guys put onto the butt section and how it lines up with that light speed is just a, a weapon and that is by far one of my favorite rods that I've cast and used and it mends super well. You know, everyone always trying to with rods, see how far they can cast it, you yeah. know, but the real thing, especially with the trout fishing is the ability to pick up that line and mend it efficiently. And that velocity, that seven weight man, just pick that line up so easily sat it up river for a beautiful, sexy, you know, stack mint drift time and time again. That was uh, that's a killer setup. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the action on those losses was perfect for what we were doing up there, right? Like oh, yeah. Adam says, mm-hmm. being able to pick that line up and, and put good men's out and then, you know, smooth up upstream casts. And, um, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate hearing that. That's always good. You know, it's so cool for me to get out. I, you know, in my, in my job, I get to get out and fish with a lot of different guides in different places. And, uh, it's, it's always such a cool experience getting to fish with, with you guys, you know, the boots on the ground, the guys that are out there grinding it out every day and, uh, and kind of see, you know, see you guys put the, the gear through the paces is always a, a treat for me. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Alaska, there's not a better testing ground for gear in nope. Alaska <laughs> with how hard we are on stuff and getting packed up into planes and helicopters and in boats and big fish it's uh yeah if anyone wants to test any gear it should be up at ak <laughs> nice for sure nice good stuff guys well i i want to touch on a couple of highlights we, we've dug into a little bit on the trip here but um we mentioned this at the start this was kind of funny nick i don't remember exactly how this came together but talk about just to get a little random here the telkeetna experience because we had what was a, at least a couple few days in telkeetna and somehow you put together a poker game that you almost won <laughs> so so how did you how did that come to be well i didn't i didn't put it together we got invited to that one by some uh, <laughs> friendly locals there at the uh local uh drinking establishment there at our hotel in Talkeetna yeah. Inn. Um and yeah man what a great way to finish out our trip. We had that extra day in, in Talkeetna to go look at the mountain and then finish it off at the at the local BFW um invite only poker tournament which was really cool. Yeah. Um didn't end up taking it home unfortunately had to settle for second place, you know. Uh <laughs> can't win them all i guess but uh no man that was that was great that was such a good time yeah i do like to play some cards you know when i can 
<laughs> yeah, and, uh, and Talkeetna is a pretty cool town because it's at, like we said, it's at the base of Denali. It's kind of the jumping off point for people that are going into Denali, right? Climbing it and that stuff. And uh, and I guess the helicopter yeah. flights we did, I mean, I think that company, they take people up over the mountain, right? Uh, Adam, have you have you had some experience oh, yeah. over that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Talkeetna Air Taxi, they're a phenomenal outfitter out of all the air providers I work with. They by far have some of the best pilots around. They've all been with them for many, 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 many years. And uh, they do flight tours of Denali. But then like you're saying, yes, they take many climbers up there every year to attempt to climb the big one. And uh, I can't say enough good things about Talking yeah. Air Taxi. That's cool. Yeah, I spent a little bit of time that morning, a couple mornings they were there in the shout out to the U.S. Forest Service office there. Uh, it's a really cool office. I went there, spent a, a little bit of time in, early in the mornings doing some work, and they have a really great room, which is, shows all the climbers. And I think 1,100 people summited uh, Denali this year, which is a cool little fun fact. But uh, but nice, guys. Well, I, before we get out here, I just want to give a heads up to both of you or a, you know, a chance to offer anything else you want to talk about the trip. I mean, we did kind of a highlight here on it. But um, before we get out of here, what would you guys, any, any other words of wisdom to anybody listening here? Well, like I said earlier, not to beat a dead horse, just do it now. Take advantage of it while you can. Get out of here and enjoy it. Hopefully, it'll be here forever. But if it's not, get out and do it now, whether it's Alaska Baja, down south, wherever. Go out, go fish, enjoy it. Yep. Yep. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I agree with Adam. You know, take advantage of things when you can. You know, make sure to sign up for this giveaway. It's a it's a hell of an opportunity to, you know, win a trip of a lifetime. Uh really was Adam, like uh especially for me, first time going up to Alaska. I can't think of a, a better way to see it. Um and just experience the fishing and the wildlife and, and everything up there. Um, yeah. Thanks again. You know, if anybody has any questions about gear, they can always reach out to me, uh, check out our website at waterworkslampson.com. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. And, uh, and I'm glad you highlighted the giveaway and just a shout out to some of the sponsors. We mentioned a few of them that are involved. We'll have a link at, uh, at wetflyswing.com slash giveaway where people can enter this thing. But uh, yeah, essentially we've got Costa, we've got some sunglasses, uh, Scientific Anglers is giving away some lines as part of this. Uh, Umqua has a bunch of flies and and a, um, a pack, essentially a sling. I mean, we've got just a huge, we got multiple rods. Nick, you're giving away. Such I think a one, cool package. Yeah, yeah, I think you're giving away one of those rods and a reel. Um, we've got mm-hmm. another rod in the mix. Uh, I mean, we've got, it's a power pack giveaway because when you add a trip to it, all the gear plus the trip, it, it puts this into, you know, a pretty nice price pack for a person to win. And, uh, it's exciting to be a part of this with you guys. And, uh, before we get out of here, I just want to touch one more thing, kind of looking ahead. So now we're going into, you know, right now, as we speak into the you know fall winter, uh, Nick, what's up for you next? As you look out, say over the next kind of, uh, six months of the year, you have any other trips or anything else going with waterworks Lampson? Yeah, it's going to be a busy few months for me. Um, we got a bunch of new stuff coming out. We just released uh, a new um, kind of Euro nymphing reel slash trout spay reel with the Guru 5 HD yesterday, as well as the new Lightspeed M in a six weight size. That's our saltwater reel. Um, we got the center fire that's going to be dropping here in the next couple of weeks. It's a whole new line of reel, um, really just a workhorse reel that you can take from the ocean to musky fishing to steelheading to whatever you want to do um and a new rod coming out in november so that's going to be keeping me pretty busy i'm headed down to the delta in california next weekend for oh, nice. our 
sales rep John Sherman puts together a Delta Day event down there for some striper fishing, bass fishing. Um, so I'll get to hang out with all our, our dealers and, and guides and stuff down there. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then right after that, I'm headed home to South Dakota, where I grew up, to uh, see my folks and, and hopefully go shoot some pheasants at, uh, at my buddy's property there in, in central South Dakota. So oh, wow. I'll, be, I'll be bumming around. Um, and then the trade show season starts yep. in January. So I'll be, doing, I'll be heading out to New Jersey for the fly fishing show there and, and coming back and doing Denver as well um showing off all this all this cool new gear yeah stoked yeah that's a packed uh packed season and i'm looking forward to catching up with you next next year at the shows for sure that's gonna be a lot of fun um and uh yeah so adam how about you what so you i know you do some stuff in the wintertime even when it's freezing up there what's the next kind of (laughs) six months a year look like for you yeah um definitely busy with the business marketing booking trips so many trips booked for 23 which is awesome uh, and then at the end of November, first part of December, taking the, the family and some of my guides, we're going to Honduras to go uh, chase bonefish and permit. Looking forward to that. We're actually working uh, with another good buddy of mine that I used to guide with back in the Black Canyon. He's got a killer uh, bonefish permit program going in Guanaja, and we're going to be working with him trying to get one going on one of the little smaller islands down there. So looking forward to, to walking the flats and chasing bones and expanding the business and then coming back up here and getting my two-year-old daughter snowboarded a bunch last year when she was 15 months, she got like 35 days in at the resort. Jeez. So nice. yeah, look, yeah, looking forward to getting back out, sliding on snow with my daughter and you know, we always do a couple big backcountry trips where we either fly into the Alaska range or take the camper over to Thompson Pass and climb mountains and slide down mm. on snow. That's so cool. And then, uh, you know, back in the next season, I'm super pumped. Uh, going to be working with uh, Untamed Angling, going to Bolivia to chase Golden Dorado for the first time and get working with them. So lots, lots of things to look forward to from chasing fish sliding on snow and most importantly spending time with my wife and daughter yeah that sounds amazing yeah it sounds like uh yeah there's so many trips life well lived yeah exactly there's so many things (laughs) to do but it sounds like you guys both have some some good stuff lined up um Nice. Well, I'll send everybody out. I think we will put in the links in the show notes, uh, fishhoundexpeditions.com and, uh, and waterworks-lampson.com for both of you guys. And yeah, I just want to say, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better trip to spend, you know what I mean? Like the time up there with both, you know, you guys and your crew, Adam, up there. So I appreciate all the effort and uh, I'm excited to keep, uh, you know, staying on some of this stuff and hearing about some of these, uh, you know, new trips coming up uh, as we move ahead. So, uh, so yeah, guys, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. It was a blast being out there chasing fans with you guys. As we all pointed out, sitting around the campfire, having some beers. It was epic. We had Will, Cam, and myself had an absolute blast with you guys. You are good humans. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I second that. It was, uh, it was a blast hanging out with you boys. So there we are wetflyswing.com slash 377 377 will get you a chance to get uh, that link if you're interested if you haven't yet entered the giveaway wetflyswing.com slash 377 there'll be a link to the giveaway there you can also go directly to the page at wetflyswing.com slash giveaway that'll direct you right over to the page where you can sign up for a chance to win this trip and uh, and all of the gear we've been talking about it was definitely fun it was it's definitely been a fun ride um 
putting this together. We're right in the middle of it now, launching out this giveaway, but it's been a, a nice long process. Um, we got up to Alaska, talked about a lot of that today, used some of the gear that we've got here, and now we're just circling back and getting really close to actually giving this away to one lucky winner. One lucky winner next week is going to win this uh, prize pack with everything included. So I'm going to hop on the next one. I've got another episode I'm going to get lined up here today. So uh, if you can, connect with me. Uh, you can connect on that giveaway page. Uh, you can send me an email anytime, dave at wetflyswing.com or wetflyswing on social. would love to hear from you, and uh, you can let me know how we're doing. All right. It is, uh, it is late, 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 late. And I want to let you know that I hope you are having a good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.